0: Alright, welcome, welcome. This is Two Lawyers talking college sports and sports law in general. This is, I'm Spence. This is my friend, AP. We're here just giving you what, uh, what we can, some information about college sports law and, and issues around the world and around the nation. Super fun, right? How are you doing
1: today, AP? Doing great. I mean, it's a sunny Friday. Um, we've had hail. Yeah. We've had snow. We've had sun. We've had rain. We've had wind. We've had ice. And you know what else we have, Spence? What's that? We have a lawsuit. Yeah, we do.
0: A big one. A big one, yeah. Let's, I mean, this is, first of all, this is the first time it snowed in, in April in, in Portland, Oregon, in 82 years. So let's
1: acknowledge that, like, yeah. first and foremost. Well, you know what I've heard? I keep reading about this thing. What is, is it global cooling? or what I is don't it? know
0: what it is. I it, it, I don't know, but it's crazy. That's all I know is that it The it tilt was, of the earth? I don't know. I know you're the scientist. Right? I, am, I am not the scientist. <laughs> no, I'm a scientist.
1: But whatever it is, it's crazy. Whatever
0: yeah. it is, it's crazy. And it has been a wild, wild <laughs> week, weather-wise, for us. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Let's talk about this lawsuit. So... This is something that is on the forefront of a lot of, of University of Oregon fans um, because this is something that started this week. An actual trial started this week. Uh, between a plaintiff by the name of Douglas Brenner. Now, who's Douglas Brenner? Douglas Brenner was a former collegiate football player for the University of Oregon. And in in 2016, 2017, that's the time frame about what, what we're talking about here. Um, <clears throat> Basically, what happened was, you know, 2016 was a was a losing year for for Oregon, uh, tough year, one of their first losing years in a number of in, a, in a long time, um, and under Mark Helfrich, so they they can Mark Helfrich, right, and so then they go and they hire Willie Taggart, right? Willie Taggart was an outsider; he was the first time ever an outsider from outside the program had been hired to to be the Oregon head coach for a long time, right? So. A lot of people were a little skeptical of him at the beginning. I I know I was. I I think you were. 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, Willie Taggart came from the East Coast. Yeah, South Florida. You know, and what does he have to do with Eugene, Oregon? Yeah. I mean, you know, and so, yeah, I'm looking at their season right now. One thing that sticks out to me, Spence, they lost to the Beavers. That hurts. Yeah. In 2016. They lost to number three, USC, 45-20. They, they, but they got your boys at Utah, which I love. There you go. Yeah, but it was a bad, year. bad first, year, first
0: first losing season. I remember. I remember this year. People were really upset about how about how poorly they were playing, because it wasn't just that they were losing; it was that they were losing, you know, in a in a way that was that was surprising. Yeah. Um, so they bring in this new head coach, and and this new head coach <clears throat> Willie Taggart brings in a strength and conditioning coach. I I can't pronounce his last name. What's his last name? How do you pronounce it?
1: Well, yeah, and I could be butchering it too. Uh, but odorine yeah, odorine So Oderind. We'll, we'll but, but go uh, with Oderind. So That's my understanding of it, but it could be wrong. So basically,
0: Tagger and Odorine were there, and they were saying, look, to their, to their players, we are going to put you guys through a, a very tough physical uh, training, uh, you know, lifting weights, exercising. We're going to get you guys back in – In good shape. We're going to be a winning football team. And there was a statement that is in this complaint. We have the complaint. We've read the complaint Um, from Taggart, where well, really Taggart says to all the players, "If you want to quit, you can quit. We are trying to find the snakes in the grass, and we're going to cut their heads off. Right? So we're going to try those to find those. Basically, saying right, we're going to find those people who are those players who are not here, who are not willing to give it their all, and we're going to we're going to we're going to can you. You can quit. We're going to
1: Get rid of you any way we can. Have you ever heard McGregor say, uh, Conor McGregor used to always say, let's get this Nicks in the grass. Yeah. UFC fighter. You may oh, not know. Sure. I know you're a huge UFC guy. I don't watch a lot of it. I do the fighting. I don't do the <laughs> actual watch. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, just joking. So anyway, so, so as a result of this new strength and conditioning coach and Willie Haggard kind of bringing in, he was, he's decided he's going to put all these student athletes to exceed their outer limits of their will, discipline, strength, and physical health. Right? Exceed the exceed, outer limits. Yeah, exceed so and not they, meet it. And so as a result, as a result, and this this is true because it's you know I mean we, we think it's true. It's an allegation in the complaint, but but they there was and we're looking at the actual loss right? of the actual complaint that was lawsuit. filed. They 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 allege in this in this complaint that there were thirteen players who got so sick that they had to go to the hospital. Right? I remember reading about that. Yep. Yeah, and so and so uh, and so so anyways. So when one of these kids, I assume, was this Douglas Brenner kid who, who, um, who uh, you know, had to go through this, this process. Now, they, they have alleged in this complaint that as a result of this, of this individual, uh, of this person getting hurt, he, he sustained significant injuries that were life-threatening injuries causing him to be unable, able to continue to play college football or professional football in the future – um, a kidney failure, kidney disease, uh, susceptibility of these of these conditions. I mean, these are serious, serious allegations um, against against the University of Oregon. Now, what's interesting in this lawsuit? A couple of things are interesting. Not only do they name Willie Taggart, the coach, and you know this O'Drandle, the strength and conditioning coach, they also name the University of Oregon in the lawsuit and the NCAA. Okay, and yeah. so, so, so first of all, let's talk about that. So, I mean, obviously, you name the coach and the and the and the strength and conditioning coach because they're the actual they're they are the alleged
1: bad actors, right? Yeah, you have so, to name the, the head of the snake. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when you when you file a lawsuit and and you're this is a complaint for negligence, which means that 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 in order for there to be a negligence claim, there has to be certain aspects of the of a negligence claim right and and this is for those of you who didn't go to law school well and, and what is negligence that's right so yeah negligence is a is a is a claim where someone has a duty to perform a certain action there is a breach of that duty and as a cause or approximate cause of that breach there are actual damages uh-huh. okay so that's a negligence claim so what that means is that in this case the plaintiffs are alleging that that Willie Taggart, the strength and conditioning coach, the University of Oregon, and the NCAA, all under different theories, which we'll talk about, had a duty to protect student athletes from getting injured as a result of these excessive workouts, mm-hmm. right? Basically, that I mean, as I read the complaint, that's basically what. Yeah, comes
1: that's their duty. They're charged. With. Their
0: duty is to protect these in, these student athletes from getting injured to a point where they are, you know, unable to continue to play. They breached that duty by by cause, by requiring these kids. To perform these exercises and these punishments of exercises, to to um, uh, to the point where they got hurt, and as a ca- as a result or the cause of those exercises, they got hurt to a point where there are damages, and the damages they're alleging are, you know, six and a half million dollars in, in in economic damages, uh, and and or six and a half million dollars of ne- of pain and suffering, and five and a half million dollars of medical damages earning capacity, and future medical bills. Okay, those are called economic damages. And the first thing is- Economic more tangible. More tangible. And, and non-economic would be the $6 million of kind of pain and suffering, which is a no. little bit harder to quantify. Yeah. Okay. So so that, so that they named Willie Taggart and, and the Conditioning Coast as the bad actors. But why are they naming University of Oregon,
1: Aaron? Well, there's a lot of things here. I mean, obviously, University of Oregon hired Willie Taggart. That's right. Right, they've hired the strength and conditioning coach. It's kind of this idea of would you say respondent superior? Respondent superior, exactly. That's basically well, how would you define that? What what is that? What does that term mean so, so yeah, in res, English?
0: Respondent superior is a Latin term, which basically means that that that, sub, that that people who are hired by a bigger entity are acting under the direction and control of that bigger entity while they are doing set actions. So a perfect example of this is. And, it, you know, you may know somebody who's been through this, and if you have you know, we're sorry about that. But if you're driving in your car and you get hit from behind by a truck that's a, from a trucking company.
1: Like Uber, UPS, a UPS U, a driver UPS rear
0: end. You have a claim against the UPS driver as an individual, but you also have a claim against the company because the driver is acting at the time of the accident. Under the direction and control of UPS,
1: can you double dip, get money from that guy and UPS?
0: Sometimes it depends on the case, but in this case, they 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 are alleging that there's a separate cause of action. So so like if you could if you could allege a separate cause of action against the UPS as a company and the driver, you could get double value, like improper training by UPS or some, yeah, know, something, like that. Yeah, something, yeah, whatever, yeah, something like that. And then if the if the driver was totally you know. Uh, asleep at the wheel or something, and, and UPS said, no, we, we rec- we're we requiring you to to get... Normally, you don't do that. Normally, you don't bring up two separate values. Normally, you're just suing for one big value that all of the parties yeah. uh, kind of have to figure out how to pay. And when you get to a jury, when you get to a jury, then the jury then gets to decide if we're going to award damages, those damages are awarded based on a percentage of who we think is the most responsible. Right. So they may say Willie Taggart and the strength and conditioning coach are... Eighty percent responsible. University of Oregon's ten percent. NCA is ten percent. And then if they were to do that and say they reward a million dollars, then Taggart and the strength and conditioning coach would have to come up with eight hundred thousand, and uh, and Oregon would come up with hundred thousand. NCAA would come up with another hundred thousand. That makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So, 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 but we haven't talked about the NCAA. So why why do you think that they are naming the NCAA?
1: Well, I think they're saying, you know, the idea here from the complaint at least is, you know, the NCAA is not doing enough to regulate it with the rules, right? They're saying, well, you're not doing enough to regulate these egregious actions by these crazy strength and conditioning coaches. And you guys need to have different rules, different parameters to make it a violation to do this and that. You're not doing enough. So you're responsible too. you had some dirty hands here too. Yeah. So, So there's –
0: there is a lot to unpack here, and and when when this came down, uh, Aaron and I started talking about this, and we and we just thought this would be a perfect episode because it, there's so much going on here. Not, not only are we talking about really complex legal theories, which I think are are going to be fun to talk about, but the one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was some of the NCAA rules that they're alleging in here that are that are potentially maybe even problematic would you say for Oregon. So for example, they're alleging that these that these uh, that these workouts that these crazy hard over the top workouts began in January of 2017 months after or even weeks after Willie Taggart was initially hired. So Ta- Taggart is hired in December 2016. These workouts start January 10th, 2017. Okay. So my first question for you, AP, was, um, gosh, I thought, I thought when, they're, when you're off, when, you're off uh, when it's not football season, right? Football season was done. They didn't make a bowl game. Uh, they weren't playing anymore. I thought that, there, was, that there, were, there were regulations about how much time you can work out. And I didn't think that the, that the coaches could be there. So is, first of all, is it allowed for these coaches to require student athletes to be there starting January
1: 10th? So it is provided, Oregon had started classes by that date, so they have to have started classes. There's in-season CARA, and CARA, if, to remind the listeners, stands for Countable Athletically Related Activities, CARA. It's a term uh, the NCAA uses to count athletically related time. You can have 20 hours a week of CARA in season, a maximum of eight hours of CARA out of season, with a with two days off per week so with no care at all and so you can only have care on five days when you're out of season but school has started and and not more than eight hours in a week and so you can require it the coaches can observe it but it's not skill instruction that's the thing that's the problem right when the coach shows up willie taggart can't sit there and say whoa drop it back a little bit. Let's let's flip that ball a little bit more. What do I want you to do? It's strength that's skill instruction. This this is countable athletically related activity out of season when school is going on and it can be strength and conditioning. It needs to have a purpose for strength and conditioning, not skill. Okay. Right? So lifting weights. And only weights. two
0: hours of skill.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Two hours of skill, six hours total. Uh, it's eight hours max, two days off. So I know. I understand that's kind of a – there's a lot of – the bottom line is, I mean, the easiest takeaway is eight hours a week. It's basically for running, lifting, that sort of thing. You can have a couple of hours of a skill instruction. But but the meat of it is running, lifting. You know um maybe uh you know whatever doing the ropes you yeah. know that they do that sort well, of but thing. this is
0: this is these are hours where a coach can actually participate they they can't so like so like if a kid you know if i'm a if, if i'm a' cause it, here in the in the complaint, it says that defendant Taggart identified a small handful of exceptional student athletes already in the program who are known to work hard and named those student athletes to a leadership team, and that doug brenner they're the the plaintiff in this case was on this leadership team and that he was responsible then for getting the kids there to work out even more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so they there. I mean I like they can't put regulations on how much a kid can work out outside of these times. Like a kid can go to the weight room on his own and weight lift anytime he wants, right?
1: Yeah yes, yeah. So yeah, you can have voluntary uh, it's not care. People always say voluntary care. Well, it's not countable. It's just voluntary workout. Cuz no coach or strength coach or any staff member can can require it encourage it uh, punish you for not doing it be there or anything like that but let's say it's
0: like here's what here's what I think they're saying here is I think that Taggart said this is the leadership team we want you guys to be in charge of this and we want you guys to to, to make people work out more
1: yeah that's is that allowed yeah no okay. yeah so that's a violation of care rules because you're you're encouraging now here's what you can do now l- let me clarify that you can do it in a sense that you could say, Hey guys, I want you to be a leader this this year. I don't want to know about it. Don't report back. Don't punish. Don't do anything. But but get with the team and really encourage them. Yeah, that it's going to make us better. It's going to make them better if they get in that room and work out on their own. So you're just encouraging the leaders to be leaders. That's okay. It crosses the line. It's like let me know. Yeah, or you punish them. Tell on me my who's behalf. there and who's not yeah. there. Kick their butt if they don't go. Yeah, can't have that. Now in football. I should know. I should clarify. Skill instruction is limited to. It's a review of game film. You're not getting out there with a football and playing football. Oh, interesting. Game film. So that's skill instruction. But but what I, the primary thing that people do out of season in football is lifting weights, running, that sort of thing. That's what we're looking at here. Right, right. And coaches can go watch as long as it's countable time. Yeah. And two days off a week, there's no care at all. Because I've heard – I mean, I, I
0: remember when I was an undergrad at BYU, like, they, they would have – they had this huge – Indoor facility. You've walked on that facility. Yes. Yep. And they used to have in, they used to have intramural soccer games and stuff like that. And we would go to play these intramural games. Right. And as we'd get there, there would be football players there who would be playing catch. You know, the the quarterback would be throwing to wide receivers. There weren't any coaches around. Nope. And that's allowed, right? You can do that as much as you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. But but that that that's something that's outside of this. So 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 you, so essentially, you're what you're saying is they have six hours of work of actual workout where a coach can be involved Mm -hmm. and push the student athletes. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so that's what they're talking about here. Right? So they're, they're, they're relying, they're relying upon this. So they're saying that when they were doing those hour to hour and a half long workouts that at the facility where, where Oregon was holding these, these workouts that they had garbage cans lined up on the side of the field, because they knew, and they had previous experience that they knew that these workouts were going to cause these student athletes to vomit i mean th- th- i't you know i mean I, I remember doing cross country and, and and you know when I was in high school I, mean, I was nowhere near any kind of an athlete really, but yeah, but it, where i got where yeah. i got where I pushed myself so hard that I, that I that i that I was a vomit it was kind of a a badge of of like yeah like toughness you know yeah. or something like that but but, but I didn't think anything like the coaches were requiring me to do that. I guess I guess is that, that, that doesn't seem like that
1: egregious to me, is it? Is it? Yeah, well, yeah. So it's, it's not at this level, right? Like, I mean, if you're at Oregon, BYU, USC, that sort of level, this is almost semi-pro football, right? You're 18 to 22. A lot of these guys are 6'2", 250. I mean, we're talking elite specimens, These are not office workers, right? Right. And and yes, they're pushing themselves to the highest maximum spot. I think having, hey, if you throw up because you've pushed yourself so hard, here's a trash can for you. I don't think that's the end of the world, right? Now, if it's one of those, we're going to run everyone until you throw up. That's a little bit different, right? Um, so that's kind of hard, you know. And and I was gonna, I wanted to clarify a couple things. So so this out of season period, it's kind of unique. So Jan, so I'll, I'll I'll get into the specifics because I think it's important for this case. So January one until the start of preseason practice in the spring ball until, yeah, and, and, or until, is that August? And 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 that's yeah until until preseason practice all the way, all the way until August. Okay, right. So that whole year, that's can basically considered. Yeah. Uh, the out-of-season for football. And, and I know that's a very long time, but here's the deal. The main thing they can do is they can do conditioning, weight training, review of game film, and walkthroughs. Walkthroughs with no ball. I think they now have kind of changed that because they used to, like, tie up a shirt and pretend it was a football because right. you couldn't have football. It's stupid. Stupid stuff like that. But that that's the gist. And then you can have spring ball right we've all everyone's heard about the spring game or the spring ball yeah. there's certain dates that you can then have spring practice and then it goes back to out of seasoning it's very strict the bottom line from january 1 until august there's very little actual football that you can do. It's primarily conditioning. And, and this changes for every sport, right? So if it's every a, sport has if a different calendar. If
0: it's spring sport, it has a different calendar. Exactly. If the winter sport has a different calendar. Basketball would have a different calendar than football. Yes. But we're talking primarily about football here because that's what the subject of this lawsuit.
1: Yeah. And, and so they have eight hours. They can do not more than two hours watching game film and participating in walkthroughs. That's it. And the walkthroughs imagine people are standing around in a weight room and then Willie Taggart's walking around going, What you're gonna wanna do and what you're gonna wanna do, that kind of thing. Yeah. Skill instruction. The right. other things lifting weights, running, doing ropes, that sort of thing. So the, I just wanted people to realize that's the season we're in. So we're in a very tough get your button gear. You've been at Christmas break, you've been at New Year's break, you've been sitting on your butt, you've been playing PlayStation. You're back in town, let's get you going. It's not uncommon. For a D1 coach to put someone through really significant testing the first day back to see, were you taking it seriously when nobody was watching? That's what's going on here right now. So at least I wanted people to understand that's the season, right? And the intensity is unbelievable, Spencer. I can't even describe it to you how intense it was. You and I think we work out hard. You and I think that we worked out hard in high school. I'm telling you, when, when I was there sitting on the sidelines of football, and people are were... I was thinking, if I went through one day of this, I would be dead. Right. I couldn't get out of bed for a week. Right. And, and they're doing this day in and day out, and then they're... So it's... it's And why do they do it? Because they play on Saturday on Fox, and they're trying to go to the league. Right. They, were, they don't have to do this. Right. Right.
0: That's right. And that's that's one of the things that we can talk about. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how this yeah. lawsuit plays but does, out. But does
1: that season make sense? This yeah. is the season. We're in get-your-button-shape season. Okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and so so one of the things... Now, these... These eight hours that they have
1: these kids for are those? Can those be required practices? They can be required uh, time, meaning like, hey, we have this week, guys. We're going to watch two hours of film, and we're going to do that on Thursday, and we're going to have six other hours of weights, and you schedule it out. If any coach is there watching. Or any staff member, strength staff, volunteer, intern, anybody on the football staff at all, video. It counts. It counts yeah. automatically, and so you got to be really, really careful. If you don't do it in groups, you can screw it up. Where a kid doesn't have a day off or something. Okay, like that. so so what rules do the NCAA
0: provide for these for these? I mean, obviously, we've talked about the hours that they can do. Yeah. But do they provide out? Do they provide like types of workout you can do? Can you punish these student-athletes to a certain extent? Like what – I mean it seems like the NCA does – has to provide some type of rules or regulations yeah. on these type of workouts. But it seems like that would be limited though,
1: right? It's limited because it's limited by hour and what you can do. But they don't want to get down in the weeds. I mean obviously they're saying you know if you punish kids is in like run laps. You, in theory, you can do that. Sure, go ahead. But you have to count that time. What used to happen is a lot of times they would finish the eight hours and then say, now we're going to have you guys run for a half hour because you're goofing off. Well, coaches got in trouble for that because you're, you're requiring workouts. That's countable time. You exceeded your time. The problem, though, the NCAA doesn't want, but they have trouble regulating morality, right? Because they're going to say, don't punish the kids. They're going to leave that really honestly to the institutions. Hey, institutions, you guys have some autonomy. Make sure you're not—they're not using care to physically hurt people on purpose. But but what is the NSA supposed to do about that? Does that mean 100 push-ups? Does that mean crawling on your knees? Does that mean bleeding? They they really theoretically can't get in the business of that, and they're going to have to lead, let the institution decide that individually. And the institution then has to get with their sports, and, and and their compliance officer. Me, when I was there, hey guys, make sure. And I remember, I'm not kidding. I had a, a literally a meeting on punishment care one week with Clay Helton, sat right in his office and said, Hey coach, he hadn't done anything. He was, everything was fine. I'm just saying, just as a reminder, uh, there's been other sports that have had these allegations before. Make sure you're not punishing any kids physically with care. What I mean by that, they're getting hurt. They're bleeding. They're throwing up. They're getting sick. If you want to run them a little more, you want them to do a few extra pushups or up and downs, that's fine. Make sure it's countable time. But, but, be careful because if you cross the line you could expose yourself to litigation. So one of the things that Oregon and this is why I asked this question is
0: one of the things that's alleged in this complaint is that the is that the uh, the strength and conditioning coach at the start of these workouts they split up the teams into 40 different kids and they had three different hours that they would work with each four of the 40 of these kids, right? Three different times on a given day. And at the start of each of these practices they would require sometimes um, each of the, all the 40 kids to line up and do 10 perfect pushups in unison. And if they didn't do those things, then the, the, then they were gonna be like, okay, now you're gonna be doing up downs for the next hour, right? And I mean, that's, that's the allegation anyway. Yeah. So that, so that if, if, so it said during the workout, even if one student athlete needed to stop performing the punishment drills to catch his breath, vomit, or otherwise address physical pain and injury, Then the rest of the student-athletes were punished with additional up-downs or push-ups until exhausted, injured, or vomiting student-athlete returned to the group. Okay? So, at the end of the workout, it says, going on, the student-athletes had performed hundreds of push-ups and up-downs without rest and while being prohibited, at least on the very first day, from drinking water during the workouts.
1: Yeah, so that's the stuff that crosses the line, right? Like, I don't think the up-downs is a problem. You know what you need to do? Every school needs to get an attorney that looks at all of their policies for CARA, along with compliance, and makes sure everything you allow the coaches to do has been signed off by compliance, signed off by an attorney. A university attorney inside and and an attorney outside. So you have three different eyes on it, right? And the the athletic director as well. Because here's the thing, up-downs are not a problem, as long as you're counting it. And if the kids get exhausted and, and quit, fine. But if you then push them like, no, you're not quitting. You're going to keep going. No, I can't, coach. I'm, I'm exhausted. My, my heart's hurting. I got to stop. I don't care. Probably. Right. So you got to give them some of these scenarios. But if it's like, no, you're going to keep going because you guys were buttheads, right? And, and they do it for a while and they got really exhausted. Not giving them water, not giving them rest. I mean, even the military. Now is giving people stress belts, right? Right. right? And the military, the United States military, that's owned by the government, that's fighting wars, and here we have college football, and they're almost like holding these kids to higher standards. It's too much. Yeah. So, so there
0: is some. So the NCA does have a limit on what you can do now. Hours
1: and in, in activities, but they don't get down in the weeds of what is. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, right. how could they do
0: it? But yeah, and then that's that's my question of the because. Okay. One of the things that they allege here is they they uh, they they do a they, uh, they added a uh, one hundred million dollar punitive damages allegation against the NCAA. yeah, which which I mean, so I guess because I and I I would be curious to talk with the lawyers about the motivation behind that because obviously that's a huge number it it would scare the bejeebers out of the NCA probably but but at the same time um, let's actually let, let's take a real quick break. And then we'll come right back and we'll answer that. Leave, yeah, the, leave the leave the people on their toes. Leave them hanging,
1: Spence. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. we'll be right back. Yeah. All right, we're back. So where we left off, we were talking about punitive damages. Um, so punitive damages are damages that are, that that are to, meant to punish a defendant for actions which are so egregious. That there's that they that there's no way they should have been allowing this to happen. And my question is. Isn't the NCA, by by saying you can't do these actions of punishment, what what else are they requiring the NCA to do? The, the NCA doesn't send out people to go to these schools and monitor everybody, no. right? So they put the rules in place and then they, they essentially trust the programs to make,
1: to make the changes, right? Yeah, because they're not like, it's in the sense of like, I guess they don't go into the weeds so much to say you can't punish doing X, Y, Z. They just don't do that. They're just basically saying these are the hour parameters, and the purpose of your workouts need to be conditioning, weight training. The purpose is not supposed to be punishment. But that's it. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, and I, but my thought is like, what else could they do? I, I don't know, you know, unless they're supposed to be. I guess in theory, the NCAA could come out and say you can do weights, you can do this, you know, but then the coaches and the staff are going to get around that and go. All right, you're going to lift 250 pounds right. a thousand times. And right. You're like, you know what I mean? So I, it, I don't know where you draw the line on that. Yeah. I think we're asking the NCA to, to really do something that's probably unreasonable yeah. here. So just so you know, kind of where the where the lawsuit is at this point,
0: and, and we may have a we may have a decision by next Friday on this. So, the, but I don't think so. I think this is going to be a pretty long trial. But um, they've gone through voir dire. The meaning they've ex, they've elected a, a jury. Opening argument started this week. Um, you know, there's going to Willie Taggart is there. You know, the strength and conditioning coach is there. Everyone is there. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. So we'll, we'll keep everybody up to date. But that's
1: basically all we wanted to chat about today. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, then we broke down the complaint. I mean, they're suing Willie Taggart, Slick Willie. They're suing the NCA. They're suing Oregon. Countable athletically related activity, out of season workouts got too aggressive, got punishment based. You're going to throw up. We're punishing you. We're hurting you. You're, you're not giving us water. You're pushing us too far. And this person, Doug, Douglas Brenner, the plaintiff, is saying, hey, you took it too far. You put people in the hospital. You hurt people. This is outrageous. NCA, you need to do something about this. Oregon, you hired these knuckleheads. And hey, Willie, you're the head football coach. You should have been in charge of this. Hey, strength coach, you're not even qualified to do this, man. You don't even have all the qualifications. Right. These are intense workouts. This is way inappropriate. All you guys are bad actors. We're suing you for millions and millions of dollars, $11.5 million. Yeah, plus $100 million in punitive damage. 100, yeah, impunitive meaning to punish. Punish you guys, don't do it ever again. And we'll just see what's going to happen. We're going to update you as the trial goes on. We might be on the same topic for a couple of weeks, Spencer. Yep. Yeah, and do why do not And why don't we go out and get a strength coach? for next week I'd be good to come on the program and talk a little bit about this who's willing to come on and shed shed some light. I let's, think we have a couple. Let's do it. All right. All right guys, well be safe
0: out there, you yeah. know. <laughs> Drink have some, some water, water, man. Happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter to you, Spence, yeah, and Easter.
1: uh let's let's do some eggs. Let's do it. All right.